All right. Do you want to take any guesses no, as no. to what is in this pan? No, no. I just, I don't want to be here right now. I know you don't. Trust me. If there's ever been one that I didn't want to do after preparing it, it's this one. It doesn't look very good. Well, I don't know. I take that back. It it, it looks like it's been barbecued, uh-huh. but the way that some of the meat with the bones uh-huh. and stuff on there makes it look not good. Oh, yeah. So, the the generic look of it's got a nice little crust and barbecue look to it, but the rest of it makes it look not good. And then it doesn't smell very good. Patrick said something yesterday. He's like, you should kind of go for like a burnt ends thing. And I was like, ah, that's yeah. what I'll do. That's a good idea. And just from like, if I just saw that and I thought it was a piece of burnt end, I'd be all in on it. But it's not. <laughs> it's possum. No, no, it's no, 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 possum. no, <laughs> yes. no, I was, you know, I, I thought this wasn't going to taste very good and it wasn't going to be great. And I was thinking, I sh- actually, now that I'm starting to say it, I, I realize I'm an idiot, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was thinking maybe it was shark because you're, you're <laughs> terrified cool. of That's sharks common. and like, and so I'm like, maybe it's that, but now I'm looking at like bones and I'm like, oh no, there's no bones in shark. But so I was debating going back and forth on doing this one this week or camel and man, I've never wanted camel so bad in my <laughs> life because I, I don't know that I get through this one. Is this safe? Yes. Yep. It what? is. Uh, we purchased it from yeah, John's uh, got exotic gun, foods so. who grows it on a farm um, and I cooked it well above 160. I'm going to throw up before I even eat I just think thinking so. about yeah, it. Yeah, me too probably. But no time like the present. There's the first there's the first burp. It's our to be honest when your 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 brain and gut are very well connected and as soon as I'm thinking about it oh, like yes. I'm I it's my stomach is already churning. Right, I'm trying to find you a small piece. But here's the deal like Look at this. They sent us ribs, like possum ribs. Uh, there's bone in that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I thought you were just about to toss that whole thing in I your mouth. I was just going to kind of nibble a piece off I'm of looking for the least offensive piece, and I think it's this big glob of fat, unfortunately. I got to be able to find something right better there, than that. Right there. Um, I will let you know that I let our friends up at Ron Sharer know we were doing this today, and they were very excited for this. This could be acceptable. I got it. Okay, so you take a rib piece and then just cut off the ribs and eat the top piece. That's that's a very large chunk. I prefer this size of a chunk. You man, <laughs> do this. Eat more than that. Listen, I, there's no chance I'm going back for seconds on this, so do it once. Do it poorly. I, I got a lot of saliva in my mouth right now. Oh, am I not coming through well? No, no, you're good. What in the <laughs> world? the bones cracking? All right, here. We'll just split this piece. How would you eat this? Do you want a lady and tramp this or do you want me to cut it so you have your own piece? Oh, I would cut it. That would I don't want a lady and tramp it. Are you kidding me? Wait, out of you two, who's the lady and who's the tramp? <laughs> There's no good answer to that. Oh, dang it. Oh, yeah. Good try. Dropped it. Are you ready? (laughs) One, two, three, down the hole. Oh, you got to chew it. There's a bone in there. Oh, you always get the worst. No, there's a little bone. You just got to chew through it. No, I'm going to eat the pieces that I originally pulled off. And then you go, ah. Now, what are some of the things you can can get? Don't talk. (laughs) Nobody talk. 
sound like me yelling at my mom when I was ill when I'm six. Don't just let me. <laughs> oh, got it down. Got it down. I'm going to Google some of the things you guys might get now. Oh, my God. I can't swallow. <laughs> it took me forever to work up. It's not even the courage. It's the physical. My body does not. <laughs> <laughs> the sound. Oh, oh I got to clip that. Oh, my body does not want that in it. Oh. <laughs> we could do a cut to like a short commercial break where it plays a little music for a second. <sighs> 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 well, incubation for leprosy is two years, so and possibly five or six. Uh, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> I hope that makes you want to throw up more. Might be my new favorite thing we've ever done. Well, it kind of sounded like liquidy throw up hitting the. That was that was worse than Beaver Tail. I'm calling it right now. That is worse than Beaver Tail from my standpoint. Because Beaver Tail was the texture. That's the taste. Was the the taste. taste of that sucks. The texture was not horrible. No, it was meat like. Right. But yeah, Beaver Tail. What made you want to gag is the the flavor wasn't great, but the texture was horrible. This the flavor is just god horrible. awful. God awful. And my I my tongue is tingly. <laughs> I uh marinated that for 12 hours in pause and then I rubbed the outside with the uh sweet chipotle lime seasoning. So it is not the seasoning. Gone. You don't want to put that in the break room and see oh, if anybody yeah. wants some. <laughs> I'm not doing that to anybody. No one will ever trust me again eat anything I ever try to serve them. That might be worth it. <laughs> so that is a throw that out too i can't i don't want to look at it <laughs> that is a resounding no that will not barbecue you people who eat possum are insane there's something physically wrong with you could you see it like what now that you've prepared it a certain way it's trying see, to come back up could you see <laughs> another way to prepare it that might uh lend itself to a better flavor nothing would fix that stew nothing no. nothing would fix that that's it's because it's the taste it's not even the texture like texture you could say yeah mm. you prepare it a different way that was the taste of the meat mm. that was bad imagine eating its tail now could you <laughs> the color of it i was telling a story earlier i asked our graphics guy pat i was like have you like smelt a possum and i was like i had to, i interrupted his potential answer with my own i went you know what i think i have because i used to ride my bike and you'd start riding you go what the hell is that what what am i smelling and then you look down because i lived on a dirt road you didn't see it coming I go, oh, that's a dead possum that got ran over like a week ago. And you have like a Doppler effect with your nose where it's like you get as close as well. Oh, gee. And you just have that pungent smell. So I go, I think I've actually smelled possum before. So, Austin, I, I'm pretty sure I spoke for both of us when I said, no, that will not barbecue. No, that doesn't doesn't eat, period. There's, there is no... There's, there's nothing you could do under the face of the sun that would make that appetizing. I'd rather die of hunger. I finally found the thing that I'd rather die of hunger than eat in an emergency situation. My dogs wouldn't eat that, I bet. Oh, Maybe no. Dogs will eat Actually, some Actually, they eat stuff. their own throw-ups yeah. sometimes. So, yeah. But be close. Let's not use that as a, a barometer. All right. So, 
absolutely will not barbecue. Um, in a month or so, we're going to try some camel. <laughs> and I'm actually looking forward to that now. That one doesn't sound too bad right now, actually. So we just ate the most disgusting thing of all time. So we had to get some jerky as a palate cleanser. Oh, we have that sorbet in there, the sugar water. Ooh. Probably should eat that because my stomach is not doing well. No, I, you swallowed a lot more of that than I did. Did you swallow any? Be honest. Uh, no. What Your definition of any would probably be no. <laughs> I got like a crumb of it down and, I, and I'm just sitting there chewing. And every time I try to swallow, like my throat like closes up and it's like, don't you do it. That's what my, my body <laughs> was physically being like, no, this is not supposed to be in you. Get it out. But I overcame it. You said this wasn't your best batch, but this tastes like the most amazing food I've ever eaten now. just because it's now. after yes. the possum. So I made a, a batch of uh, Walton's Bull tender jerky yesterday so that we could send some out on live streams again. I sent it out yesterday to the winners um, from last month. It was John G. And oh my, I'm Matt Westerhouse. Mm. Um, so congratulations to you guys. You should be getting that soon. Um, but yeah, no, this tastes amazing right now. But not one of my best batches. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get the meat to fully pick up the solution. Really? Yeah. Almost like the meat had been pre-pumped. I was going to say, have Packers started pumping beef? <laughs> no. There's well, we're going to talk about no some way. food fraud today. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, nothing off the top of my head really jumps out is why... That would be the case. pH? A P, yeah, pH. That was my thought. It's, that has to be it. It has to be nothing else would affect it. When you, yeah, so when you harvest an animal, it depends upon their stress level. Mm -hmm. The pH can change drastically. So maybe the animal this came from uh, was overly stressed at the time of harvest. Only thing I can think of. But still better than possum every day of the week. No matter what. Oh, yes. Now, I've got some bad news. Our weight loss competition. Oh. <laughs> I was doing some research, and we're going to do something with the one chip challenge, but we're not going to do that. Uh, some people are getting, like, seriously hurt, and we're no longer young bucks. I I've been trying to tell you, like, yeah. like I, I, I'm glad you're coming to your senses because we would have got to the end of this and you, and I'm, cause I'm going to lose. It's, I'm going to lose. I've, I've come to grips that this is not going to end well for me, oh, no. I, but we were going to be sitting here and you're going to be like, you're eating this. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not eating it because <laughs> oh, so I, you were going to refuse no matter I was going to refuse it. I, th I think I will die if I eat it. <laughs> Dead serious? I think. Well, I will the worst die. part of that is that like we wouldn't probably get it on camera. It would. <laughs> it happened later in the day, so it'd be worth. We wouldn't be able to show it. It wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. It's against YouTube's TOS. I like. Well, all right, but real quick, film it. You have, you have twenty-one days. It is. We're not doing it until the eighth. Oh, so you've got time still. Oh, I can. I can lose a lot of weight in twenty-one days. Still. Still not. It's just I. I'm, but don't, not, I, I'm, I'm just saying, don't the, give up. Because I, I weighed myself a week after, a week and a half after we started, and I was down from 210 to 202. But then something went wrong in my brain, and I've been eating everything I can get my hand. It was the days off. It was those two days off. You have two days off next week. And I have two days off, but we're going hunting one of those days. Oh, I'll bring lots of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring some beef jerky and just eat that. <laughs> beef jerky and mixed... Uh, nuts is what i'll be eating so i was trying to come up with some other 
not first of all i think what we're going to do with that is crush it up and add it to a batch of sausage and see how much hotter it makes it (laughs) that would be interesting and i would i would be willing to try that if it's in something else yeah you wouldn't just die it would just you could you would it would be very hot right and we mix it up into a whole 25 pound batch like we make a whole batch of it whole 25 pound batch you don't think so i don't know it feels like I don't know how that would spread out in there. Is there a way we could, how do Scoville units like relate to one another? Could we calculate Scoville units of like extra hot ground red pepper and how much we would use and the Scoville rating of that compared to this and the ounces of total? I think the could problem, you make that it's got comparison? a chip and the chip is going to like, so no, I don't think we could because you're never going to be able to, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. We can talk to Dylan. That seems like a, maybe dylan question he's probably gonna know. go i don't know yeah but we'll see we'll see, see if we can all right so here's down. some here's some um some other options and i do have a, a a link at the top that's experts warn against the one chip challenge that's the one that finally made me be like we can't do this um all right so 500 push-ups in 24 hours was one idea that would hurt so bad it would hurt so bad not even Wait. not just for for a day it would hurt for more for like days after those, those kids week. There, there's some kids in the hospital because their coach made him do like 500 push-ups. He's making that up. Like a couple weeks. I promise you. They, yeah, the guy's in trouble and everything. But it was like a basketball team. I think it's middle mm-hmm. school basketball or something. Well, not in 24 hours. He probably just made them do 500 no, push-ups. No, at practice, yeah. Right. So we, You can spread this out, do 25 every 10 minutes. No, but once you're – so I'll take it from my POV, Austin. Um, I'm out of shape. So when I do – so I could do about like 20 push-ups, right? for the day because <laughs> then i'll go do another 20 i go man my arms are gone so like that number decreases it's not like you can just do let me do 20 let me do 20 let me do th- no you gotta pace yourself in a way that's you don't even hit your max ever within yeah. 10 minutes your body is recovered from 20 push-ups please tell me says that. the in-shape no, guy not entirely because yeah i agree with him if 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 i did 25 and 25 10 minutes later 25 10 minutes later i'm gonna get to a, after i've done 400 i'm gonna be doing five at a time okay oh like but you would still make it i would never all right that's, i don't know that, i mean i that, would because i'm stubborn and i'm i i would not sleep i would sore, i would i so would do sore. 500 how about this i'm gonna list all of them and comments in on the meatistics post whichever of these gets the most comments Potentially, let's talk about all of them Maybe. first and <laughs> right. make sure there's not another Maybe. one chip challenge so, in here. 500 uh, push ups. The next one is Wheel of Torture, which is just where we come up with a bunch so, of different things and then you have to spin the wheel. It's a working title. We and might, it's also should maybe, a lot of arts and crafts. We should maybe really do a, 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 win, uh, a wheel spin, anyways. There's we probably, really should there's have probably an online one, anyways. 100%. That's what we would do. Okay, true. so Wheel of Torture, where we come up with a bunch of different punishments. Um, no meat for a week. I like this. This one's one of my faves. I I hate to. <laughs> that's a bigger punishment being, to me than you. you yeah, I feel it, like man. negative Nancy here, but I don't feel like that's enough. Okay. I feel like it would oh. need to be longer. A month. Because if it was no meat, I mean, I could eat margarita pizzas. Oh, for, you, yeah, you, can you think you'd a, be fine. I'd be totally fine. Right. I'd, I'd, honest, I'd probably be happy. I'd tell my wife, I have, I did this. I'm being punished. I have to eat margarita pizzas for the next two weeks. <laughs> okay. So we'll change that to a month. A month might be too long. That's Wait, a, you, a week but, or a month? I feel uh, like weeks. I get what he's saying. Like there's like cheese pizza is still good. So it's like there's got to be like some uh, another caveat where it's like you can't have anything that you like and meat. <laughs> no meat for two weeks for me. No pizza for you. Oh, 
Is that not hard enough? Yeah, I shouldn't do that because I, I don't eat that much pizza anymore. Oh, okay. Although I'm eating pizza so, tonight, I think. So. See, there you go. And I ate pizza yesterday. Well, like, I thought, <laughs> and I, I ate pizza two days ago after that. Wow, never mind. I'm on a pizza streak right it's now. Pizza. Like God. it's pizza. The but if you yeah, if like I don't know, you have a dinner where you're like talking to people and they're having steak and you're like, oh, don't worry about me. I'll just have the salad, guys. <laughs> All right. So no something for two weeks. Okay, then the next one, vegan diet for a week. That's harder than all of those. I think so. And that that one's not only hard, but it would suck. Yes. Like that might Terrible. be, yeah. No eggs. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not no, no like butter, cheese. no cheese, no honey. How do you, how do you eat? I don't know do what you they eat cardboard? do. I don't know what they do. <laughs> That's why they eat all that fake meat stuff. Oh my gosh! Our morning star crumbles. Yep. Okay. I'm, I I would start you, eating so many of those. I haven't ate them yet. Oh. But the way you talk about them, uh, that would be my only food for. I'm worried that I've oversold them though, because I mean they're good, but they're good in that realm. Well, yeah, they're not good in like regular. It's just realms. so many of the so many vegan things. I like. I'd be like, oh, I could eat a lot of salads. I'd eat, I'd eat salad for a couple of days. And I, I think about that and I'm like, okay, I'd get away with that for a couple of days, but a whole week. And then what about the dressing? Right. I can't use ranch. Can't use, yep. What, it's just, there's no such thing as salad without ranch. There's got to be vegan ranch. You'd have to shop at Whole Foods or something. Yeah. Oh, so it'd be expensive. Yeah. So it'd be expensive. This is also a financial penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not cheap. All right. So those are the ideas. Are there any, like anything you can think of off the top of your head that we should add to this list? Oh. Does the winner get anything? No. Bragging rights. And they've become healthier. That's an award, a reward all on its own. Maybe get a trophy or something. Or do they win a scale? <laughs> sure. Get you one of the scales we got. You can bronze one of these scales. You suck at promoting items. I just got to say <laughs> We're going to have a whole weight loss challenge. We sell scales as a company. <laughs> And he hasn't been like, by the way, guys, if you're looking for a scale. You can just stand on this thing. It's weighs up to 660 pounds. It's not the point. There's a, there's parallel thinking. Wait, wait. Come on. Fair enough, Patrick. Missing it. Fair enough. Um, I don't even know if it could work because it might get kind of crazy, but uh, like a week of pre-planned diet by the other. So it's not just like a vegan diet, but it's like you have to eat these things and this is what you're eating here. This is what you're eating here. So it'd be like a, a planned vegan diet. Do you get to go out and just pick the vegan stuff you want? Or yeah. does the other person get to choose it for you? Okay. But it has to be within reason. Yeah. But I would just, I'd come up with like the most expensive meals and just make you <laughs> <laughs> like you're having lobster three times a day. You're having flaming out mignon twice a week or twice a day. Oh, I would be okay with that. Actually. Yeah. I'd rather spend the money. Than <laughs> It'd get bad quick. Okay. So planned meals from the other one. Because we're going to need multiple here. If we did a wheel of torture, there's going to need to be, unless it's like you're talking, the wheel of torture would be like single things like. Yes. You missed. Oh, I know. You miss I purposely okay. missed. Okay. If I hit you, you're going to want to hit me. <laughs> Fair. I still do kind of want to hit you. Okay. Yeah. So the wheel of torture is just ones like that. All right. So if we come up with any other throughout the podcast, okay. call them out. Um, all right. Have to talk about this. Um, Flip uh, is responsible for buying me this, which people who join us on the live stream 
realize that it, it, this will be taken away from me before the last live stream. <laughs> I have broken many world records on number of times open and closing a knife in a single day. Um, I, it, it's my new favorite nervous habit. So I always play with whatever knife he has and he's got a million of them. So he has this thing. It's from this company called Blue Creek, um, Blue Creek Knives. And it's a, it's a former firefighter who was like huge into knives and wanted to do something else than being a firefighter. I know a lot of firefighters who are just like, I can't do this anymore because they don't actually get to fight fires all that often. Mm -hmm. They're going and helping like fat people get to the hospital. That's one of their main things. That does not sound like a fun job. All right. So this is a subscription service that he signed up for. And I wanted to wait because he told me about it. I wanted to see what was in the box before I signed up for it. But it's 30 bucks a month. You get a knife every month. And what really sold me was the extra goodies that he had in his bag or in his box. So we're going to look at this. All right. So all right, if you want to look through that, you're free to. Um, this... These are like hoodie string, little leather things. Huh. I will have no use for that, but. Okay, I think that's the knife, so we'll save that for last. Um, this is a knife that comes with it. This is a uh, Mora kind? Uh, no. Mora nail, something like that. This is exactly like the knife I bought when we were up in uh, Missoula. For some reason, we need a knife, so I bought a, a fairly inexpensive but very durable knife. This stays, or that, mine normally stays in my um, fishing box. That will probably go down in my bug out room just as an emergency last. It's nice. Like, to be honest, like a lot of times, like you get like a, what I'd say is this feels somewhat inexpensive. Um, yeah. It's not like, no, a, it's not, that's not an expensive knife. And it's, it, it, you get a knife like that and a lot of times they're just not sharp. They have a, a crazy looking blade on them and then like the actual point is just kind of dull. Right. That, this is sharp. No, that is sharp. It's very sharp. Yeah, we tested his. All right, so this is Flitz Extreme Clear <clears throat> Gloss Surface and Protection. Um, the one that's most interesting to me on it is gun bluing. Huh. So I will be looking that up and probably ruining at least one of my guns so maybe you, multiple so you mentioned you have a like that could be your last ditch knife it begs the question do you have now knives hidden around your house at like certain checkpoints right in between <laughs> well, don't, my, give, don't give away if it's like no, a, <laughs> right between my mattress and whatever the frame metal frame thing is right in that little the little thing there that's where my 16 inch tuna sword oh, sits nice. yeah i mean it's i even have practice grabbing it in the middle of the night. <laughs> wake, up, wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, that could go badly, couldn't it? I woke up and there's just blood everywhere. I don't know what I did. Now, this is the one that I'm most interested in. Fleer baseball cards from 1990. What? Where do you even find this? That's insane. Someone right. had like a warehouse full of can those. I, can I go through them right I now? knew Patrick would want to do this. Well, absolutely. And I want to see if we get a good pool. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, the first thought I, when I saw that was Patrick's going to love that. When I need Flair, then we can get a so, good card out of it. Yeah, what, what happens if there's a card that's worth like $3 million yeah, I in there? I guess we keep it. Or did, I keep it. Did, did, wait, wait. This was done with company my, property. No, no. Right? My credit card. But it's on yeah. it's on the company location during company time. Some stickers. It's mine. Uh, Jolly Rancher. I don't know what these are. 
knife nerd. Is that what it oh says? yeah, that's his thing is knife nerd. Ooh, I need nice like gloves. And it says nerd out on it. So these are some uh, stickers. Oh, those will go on my uh, Miles or Mills bag. Do you want a Jolly Rancher to try and get the? No. Okay. Then we've got. Oops, came out. We've got a really nice pen. It's a Zippo pen. Really? Yeah. Wow, it feels nice. It is really nice pen. I've played with uh, the one in Flip's office a few times. All right. But to the whole reason for actually doing this, this is a Rosecraft. It says B sharp, stay sharp. Oh, here's the test. It's got a satisfying action. It has a... What kind of handle is this? This is why Flip should have been here. Um, I know what this is. He's got another knife that's made out of jeans, like denim, that they press and like glue together. And this feels like a similar thing. I like the, uh, I like the feel of that handle. Hmm. So I didn't have enough dangerous things with my guns and my dogs. I needed a new dangerous hobby to that's neat. possibly hurt myself with. Yeah, that's satisfying. I like it. <laughs> so Rosecraft. So 30 bucks. Gets 30 bucks. Get, yep. And it's once a month. Um, 30, 35, somewhere like it's right in that range. Um, but really the main value behind it is just the excitement. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have something coming that you don't know exactly what's in it. And it's all the, like the little extra things he puts in. He also has his email that it comes from his phone number on everything. So he clearly like cares. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm trying to support more like small things like that. And like, I just bought these jeans from uh, Jocko's company because they're made in America. Um, I did not realize they were this dark. I don't normally. Those are dark. You, I've never seen you. I don't normally go in dark. for dark yeah. uh, blue jeans, but yeah. So I'm trying to do more stuff like that, and this fits in with that. So that's pretty cool. I'm very happy with. That's in my mind, thirty dollars well spent, and that feels pretty sharp. Awesome. Okay. That's sweet. Like now it. you did something very smart, which we probably should have been doing for a long time. You started a thread on Meatistics um, that was basically questions for us. You allowed the meet just six users uh, the ability to just go ahead and ask us a question. And we have some of the favorite ones here. Starting off with how scared of you with one chip challenge. That was for me. <laughs> That's gone. And I, I have to tell everyone, John cheated when he when he submitted his question he got his question in first before oh, anyone fair. else because I set a post out there and I scheduled it. Uh, I don't know. Can everyone schedule? Or can just we schedule? I don't even know. I think everyone can. Okay. That's a good question, though. But I scheduled a post. John, since uh, John's an admin on the site, uh, we can see everything that goes on. So, even if there's a post scheduled, we can see it. So, he saw it, didn't know it was scheduled, just responds to it. So, the second that it was actually posted then, his comment is, boom, right on there. So, he got first on there, but technically. Technically, I'm cheated. not first. Um, I've got a, a one note for 2023 ideas for meet justics for when the three of us sit down. So I just added that to that to make sure that everyone can actually uh, do that. Cause it is a very useful thing. Okay. So 
Nothing really of note. Um, we pulled the Jose Alvarez, Ellis Burks, David Wells, and Ryan Sandberg from the Cubs. So I looked them all up. They're like worth a dollar each. So oh, okay. Nothing crazy. But still cool. Ellis Burks, uh, it, was that when he was with the Sox? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, he was only a dollar two. But there was like, if there's any like known heavy hitter name, it's like a $25 card. So it's like a Ken Griffey or a Ricky Henderson. But if it was somebody's rookie year. A Canseco. What condition then comes into play and stuff like that? Well, and then graded. And then you got to spend money to get it graded. And then they'll send it back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Pristine to our eyes, but. You know, get a nerd locked onto it, and they'll be oh, they're right around the corners. You got really? Oh yeah, they have a whole rating scale, just like comic books. You start at ten, and then each wrinkle down the spine, you take off points and stuff like that. So there's probably a rubric that none of us are equipped to talk about. But, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, but that was uh, Blue Creek Knives Nerd Out. Uh, if you want to go to his website, you can sign up too. It seems pretty cool to me. Okay. Back to the the podcast questions. Uh, first one is from Denny O. It says, I still want to know why John's losing wager isn't eating mashed potatoes and something else he thinks is disgusting. If we go. do the plans diet, uh, you would have mashed potatoes on the list. At least one day, nothing but mashed potatoes. I'm pretty sure that that would be one of your... Is the option nothing or mashed potatoes? Because I could... Fast for 24 Fast, hours. Yeah. yeah. You can get okay. enlightened. I just make mashed potatoes the whole week. I feel like... Uh, My stomach's already not doing well. Can we not talk about <laughs> Well, we've been talking about Mad, Mad Libs so much, um, oh, you know, at least in the office where it's like, you should write down your guys' least favorite things and then we get to come up with punishment after, so... Just because we yeah, have that's now, not a, bad. New, a new wealth of knowledge, so even like biggest fear and stuff. That's how so. we do the, uh, the wheel of torture. We both yeah. have to write down like... Five least favorite things. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll have the questions, and then you won't know what they are. Then you write them down and stuff. So I like that. Gotta be good. Um. So yeah, thanks for that. Uh, West Virginia. I, I don't know what it is. W Vort fan. I don't can't figure out what exactly it means. Yeah, W V O T R fan. Or oh no, it is O T R. So. I was thinking West Virginia OTR fan. I don't know what OTR. Otter? Is there an uh, otter team? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he just really likes otters. They're cute. Yeah. All right. He says, uh, Austin, I like this idea of converting grass to meat by feeding them to cows. Wonder if there's any grants to study this. That was such an amazing video. It. I'm, I'm seeing if I can pull it up. Um. Oh, was it showing me an ad? No, it's not showing me an ad. Uh, but, oh, from, yeah, Babylon B. So, like, it's basically talking to, like, this rancher about uh, feeding grass to cows. And now you have vegan protein because it's, yeah. We're going to have a, a rancher on the podcast sometime, hopefully soon. Um, I started following him on Instagram and I've been talking to him and he's, he's up for it. We just have to find a day that works. He's dealing with wolves from reintroduction. Really? Yeah. So I was super interested in that. That's how I kind of first got into him. But he talks about, obviously, all sorts of things that ranchers deal with. So we're going to have him on the podcast soon. All right. From Process Head. Awesome. I would like a history lesson on the founding of Walton's and a brief history of the company. It would be great to hear it from Brett, as well as yourself and John. As a member of Gen 3 of a now solid or now sold solid i'm assuming uh family business i'm always interested in other companies and how they did it nope sorry 
he's saying he's gen three of a business that they sold. Got it. Oh, yes. um, and how they did it. Thanks. We can absolutely do that. Yeah. I think to be honest, like I really like that question, but I'm probably not going to answer it on the podcast today because that probably deserves like an entire video or an entire podcast, yeah. like just for that. Um, I mean, at some, like in some ways when Brett's been on the podcast or live streams before, he has given like a basic, but I think people are wanting a more in-depth deep dive. So maybe it's the type of thing where you and I prepare some questions for him ahead of time that we think would like lead us down the right path. And then we do that. This would also be a good thing for us to enhance our company about us page. Cause every so often, uh, that comes up on my list of stuff and, uh, needing to like update it, reword some stuff. And it's just, it's always like, yeah, yeah, I need to do that. But if we're going to, if we do like a whole episode just on all that, every, all the prep and stuff that goes into it, and then what we actually do, we can kind of turn that into a written piece yeah. as well. And we so. can also link to it off of that page mm -hmm. so that people want to watch a video on it. So that's a great one um, from Process Head. Um, Bocephus says, Austin. Bocephus. Bocephus. What is Bocephus? Oh my gosh. What am I not getting? Hank Williams. All right. That one I should know. Cause I'm not a big country music fan, but I do like older country. So, um, Austin, I don't know if you can do it, but a walking tour of Walton's would be interesting. We can absolutely do that. Yeah. And that's another one. That's a great one, but we can't do right here, but we will put something out there. Yeah. That, that is absolutely excellent. In my mind, it's Patrick, uh, free hand following us around as we like kind of show like the front offices and then we'll just walk back naturally and show everything, mm -hmm. talk about it. The question on that one is, do we do it while people are here or do we do it while nobody's here? Cause we're going to get in the way. Yeah. Probably do it while people here. We'll just tell people, Hey, from this, this time around. to this time, we're going to be going around. So okay. You yeah, got, you got to make inappropriate jokes like your Michael Scott though. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, that's a style. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be zooming in. Out, uh, cut to a guy keep coming just, to me for reactions. Yeah, just yeah, because I'm clearly Jim. Um, Text seventy seven says, "Austin, how many days off will you give John when he loses the state contest?" So that video is Patrick. What do you think? I was hoping uh, end of this week I have it done. Okay. So, yeah. so for anyone who doesn't know, on my, one of my days off last week, I came into the office and Tex and I, what are you laughing about? <laughs> on one of my days off, I came into the office. No, I want to make it clear that I wasn't <laughs> like getting paid while doing this. Okay. Right? Like it wasn't, in my mind at least, I don't know why, that gives it an extra level of like fairness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, also dedication. Uh, so that, that video and the results of that should be coming out hopefully fairly soon. Um, Patrick is even <clears throat> talking about splitting off the audio from it and making, um, either a bonus podcast. Yeah, like it's really cool. And I have a bunch of cool footage of them cooking steak, but like, we don't get to like the pun intended, the, the meat of the conversation to show that footage until like a few minutes in. So I'd like a video piece to move a little bit quicker and okay. then the full audio people might enjoy like the, the powwow and the, so we just, that one we just release as a bonus podcast. Pretend, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so. everything gets released on the video. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just a little bit more neatly. I think edited. that's a good so, idea. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, we could also hold it in our back pocket in case we run into like another 
another last week. Yeah, where we're just like, can't do it. Okay. Um, from Kyle Austin, I don't know if you can say names, but I am interested in your commercial customers and what the top selling mixes are that they buy and what kind of meat shops they are. Big chain stores, mom and pop shops, or a mix of both. Also, do you hope your children will follow in your shoes with the business? Sounds strange, but I know people who own a business that hope their kids don't. Yeah. Um, on that one, I, I, th- I think... Um we can go through and do more on like giving people like the top XYZ products in this category. Um, that shouldn't be any issue. The biggest thing that's going to be a problem there is there's a lot of our commercial customers that, that have custom blends. Yeah. I mean, it is something that, um, it could be something they started with a stock blend and added something to it and they call it a custom blend. It could be something they made entirely on their own. Um, it could be, a variety of different things but when it's that i i can't include those in our sales numbers right. by any means so i can show i can i can show and tell people like hey this is this is how much we sell of bratwurst seasonings these are the top to bottom most popular selling ones and how much more are we selling of a versus b um but it's only going to give so much of a look just because it won't include any of the custom stuff in there and we've kind of talked we've about that at some, times yeah, yeah. um but to do more like a, a complete exhaustive list, um, I almost wonder if, if we can somehow put something together that that lives in a more permanent spot on something like that too. Yeah, we could do a blog uh, post about it. Like uh, break it down into breakfast sausage, bratwurst, uh, snack stick, summer sausage, and just kind of like. I guess cured specialty and fresh specialty specialty and just list the top five. Top five would make things simple too. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the, anytime we put top five, anything, the YouTube exposure is way higher. They love top five. Our number one podcast is like on YouTube. I'm sure it's has way more on uh, the audio, but is like almost, 10,000, right around 10,000, and it's top five meat hacks or whatever. People just love seeing top five in something. Yeah. Uh, what about the second part of that? Um, I would, yeah, at least currently, I would hope that I at least have one of my kids that would pick up and carry on in the business. But um, on the other hand, I would rather see them do something that's going to be fun for them. Um, I find what I do very fun, but if they don't, then, you know, so be it. I might be a little disappointed because I'd like to, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd hope to see like Waltons continue to stay a family business. If me and my brother, we ne- we neither of us have anybody that wants to carry it on. I mean, we'd have to sell it to someone someday right. and that would be, that would be hard to sell it to someone that wasn't, um, invested in it like I was, um, but you never know. Um, see where things get. Who knows? Maybe my kids grow up and uh, they turn out to be horrible people. And I'm glad that they don't want to be involved. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, I mean, Hopefully there's Jenny doesn't listen to this. Yeah. It's one of those things that it, it would be awesome to to see. But at the same time, I don't want to set too many hopes and expectations there because yeah. I don't want to tell them what they have to what they have to do or what they can or can't do in different scenarios. So we'll see what happens. Fair point. Okay. Um, this is from dog 
Austin, nutmeg, a spice, preservative, the good, bad, and ugly. Explain in depth some of the seasoning flavors and preservatives that use in Excalibur seasoning. Natural preservatives versus some of the chemical preservative, preser, uh, preservatives and seasonings. Wrong person for that, huh? Do you do any research on that no. by chance? Okay. So, the question said, Austin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we didn't do these last week because uh, I was sick and then it's been a mess of catch up since and I haven't done I haven't done any research on that. And I also need to talk to Excalibur first and see what can I or can't I say about some of the stuff? Good I point. assume that they don't have an issue with pretty much anything being said, but... Um, some of it would be good to hear from their mouth before um, we actually talk about it. Um, I'm pretty sure they'd be good with about anything, but we we did a, a video series with John Brewer a number yep. of years ago and doing s something kind of like that again would be interesting um, to get their actual direct input on what goes into their seasonings. Cause I remember one of the things that, that John talked about was uh, like spice extractives. Um, if you just put just spice in there, it gives you some flavor, but you put spice extractives in there and that has more flavor punch or sure. know, however you want to describe yeah. it in there. It's, um, it's more potent for the amount that's there. So to get like input from them on, on what do they do with a seasoning blend? How much of it is, is like real spice, like the actual product, how much of it is extractives. Um, as far as I know, I don't think they put a whole lot of preservatives in there. The only thing I know of that they do is on something like prime rib rub. Anti-caking agents. Anti-caking yeah. agents. But normally, normal seasoning blends, they don't put preservatives yeah. in it. I mean, that's... Um, all seasonings have a shelf life and they're not... They don't have a shelf life for them actually preserving as okay to eat or something like uh jerky you set it out on the counter and it's going to be good for so long until it's like yeah you might not want to eat that it right. might may, if there's enough water in it it's going to grow mold eventually there's going to be things that happen that could make it like so you you could still eat it but you're going to get sick if you do versus a seasoning blend when it's in the package it's going to be fine to eat but it's going to lose its potency so even though there's a shelf life of two years on it you can use it after it's still safe to but um you're not going to want to because it's not going to you're not when you use it at the usage level it says it's not going to taste right well it won't have the the intensity but it will still make a sausage i mean salt being the most functional ingredient in there has no shelf life so I mean, you can still use older seasonings. I, we've got a Meatistics guy who scored a bunch of an Excalibur seasoning. I can't remember what it is at like an auction. And it's expired, but he's been using it and doesn't seem yeah. like there's any problems with it. I used one of their uh, liquid marinades probably eight years after the expiration date when it was uh, discontinued. Um, uh, me, Dylan, Dad, all this, we, 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 bought cases of it cases and cases and cases what was it? took it home southwestern marinade ah, okay and uh i think my mom still has some she was talking about it the other day and i think she might have finally thrown it out but uh she was wanting to make chili when everybody was uh over over new year's and that's what she used for years and so she she continued to make chili with it because she had cases of it yeah. stocked up and she finally she was asking me about chili and she's like what do you what do you do now for seasoning since there's no southwest she's like i think i might have some but is it any good at this point i'm like it's so old it's not going to have enough flavor right. left to it i'm like you should just 
you need to do something different. That's Come funny. Come up with a new recipe. Because liquids, I take a little bit more seriously if it's like out of, I don't know why. Hmm. I mean, it depends on what is still in there. If it's because there's water, mm -hmm. water is going to help bacteria grow, but is the water active or is the pH low enough that it doesn't matter if there's water in there? Um, look at mustard. Mustard has a ton of vinegar in it. It, it. it still has water in it. There's plenty of water in it, but you can set that out and leave it for probably forever because it has so much vinegar. The pH is so low, nothing's going to grow on it. It's going to be totally fine. So, a liquid could be totally fine for a very long time just because the pH is so low. It still may have a very high water activity, um, but the pH is not conducive for anything to grow. Okay. But um, from Classco to oh man, I've had students taken out of my high school in ambulance because of the one chip challenge. So that played into moving along or moving on uh, from that. What, what age is this? High school. He said high school. Uh, Austin, since we're coming on ice fishing seasoning here or season here in Southeast Wisconsin, uh, I'd like to know the best way to smoke and, or if not smoked, then store, uh, storage method for nor northern pike so i have never had the chance to actually smoke northern pike or to be honest even fish in general yeah um i i enjoy fishing but 99 times out of 100 when i fish i catch i release i catch i release i don't keep anything um the last time i went fishing for northern pike was goodness 15 years ago now, 14 years, 14 years ago. And the best way, in my opinion, to eat anything like that, um, we, I was actually with, uh, Excalibur. I was with Bob. Um, Bob takes, uh, he, he and his family like did this trip all the time and he had talked with Brett about it and was like, you guys should come. And we're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Is this Lake of the Woods? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So we went to Lake of the Woods and, uh, uh, it was amazing. The fishing was incredible. We had we had Bob as a guide who's been going there and fishing forever. Um, and uh, when when you set out in the morning, um, the camp that we were at, they would ask you, "What do you want for lunch? Do you want us to pack you a lunch? Do you want to come back for lunch, or do you want us to pack you a shore lunch stuff for you to make your own lunch?" And we're like, "Shore lunch sounds good." Bob's like, "You say shore lunch, and then they're going to ask you if you want butter or lard, and you say lard. <laughs> make sure you say lard." And so we we're like, "Lard," and I mean, it's just it's just a tub of fat. Yeah. It's amazing. You take that, throw it in a skillet. A um, little bit of breading, catch your fish, go clean them, bread them, lard them, fry them up in the lard. And that's incredible. I I mean, it was, it should be good because you're, you're loading it up with breading and fat. Right. But I've, yeah, I've never had fish that tastes, tastes like that in my life. Do it you was, remember what was it? Like what the fish was? What fish? Oh, we, we, we would try to catch walleye. Right. Um, Walleye but is the best eating fish, freshwater fish. We caught... In my mind. Basically, all we caught while we were there was walleye, pike, and muskie. Okay. Um, I mean, that's three fun fish to catch. Yeah. Um, we caught some huge muskies, like 
four foot muskies. Uh, I think at the time when we went, I think Dylan had the record for that summer so far. Uh, I want to say, but not like the overall record. Right. It, he did, or it might've been, might've been Mulder brother Cole. I don't remember if it was Cole or Dylan. One of them caught just a ginormous, ginormous freaking muskie. But, uh, so long story short, I don't really have a whole lot of input on okay. smoking them. Do you? So if you want to like traditionally smoke them, like, like for preservation, um, you really do kind of need an offset smoker um better if you can have a long run between your smoke source and where the fish are um what they'll do a lot up in you know alaska the wilderness whatever um they will actually run piping and then they will put moss over that piping uh, it helps seal all of the like any cracks and it also helps cool the smoke down as it goes to the the smokehouse and then i mean we've talked about it quite a few times uh, smoke has a natural preser preservative function um like the smoke ring you see is actually a preservation ring um so that that is how they smoke fish uh as far as length of time that's going to depend on an unbelievable amount of variables so that would be up to that as far as storage uh if you're not going to smoke it fillet it vacuum seal it and freeze it and make sure you do small enough batches where or small enough bags where you're really only going to eat what you're going to defrost because you do not want to be defrosting and then refreeze, refreezing fish, especially a, like a lighter fish, like a pike or a muskie. Well, I've never eaten muskie. Like a pike um, because all the water in there expand, contract, expand, contract. It's terrible for it and it'll end up being like mush when you go and cook it. All right, last one. Uh, awesome. If you like a certain sausage mix, how do you make it into a snack stick or summer sausage? So you ha you're going to have better guidance on this because you you toy with it a lot more than I sure. do. But you you should be able to use any type of if you want to take like a bratwurst and turn that into a snack stick or summer sausage. You should be able to do that. The difference is fresh sausage is going to have a lower salt content than what a snack stick, summer sausage, a cured sausage would have. So you're going to want to use more. So what have you seen as typical? Do you typically add five percent, ten percent more? So the first thing you're going to want to check is what is excuse me is what is the number one ingredient. If salt is the number one ingredient and it's a heavier bag, you probably are fine to use it at a one-to-one -one ratio. I always recommend that people make a smaller batch first and start at 5% more seasoning per pound of meat. It's because the salt has a functional uh, has a function in a cured sausage as well as a taste. So it's helping solubilize the proteins, makes binding better slash possible. Um, so yes, you can use anything for anything, basically. Uh, you just may have to adjust the amounts. Now, some people in our commercial sales are convinced that you should be able to use anything at a one-to-one -one ratio. I mean, in theory, you can, but... I don't think Will like the flavor be strong enough flavor and also bind. Yeah. So you're going to have to mix it more. So my recommendation, if you're going from fresh to cured 5% more seasoning per pound of meat, and, and I, I know 5% doesn't sound like a lot, but it's easy to screw around with that and make 
an overly salty sausage. We did it with uh, Supreme Pizza Bratwurst. We made it into a snack stick and it's really salty because we used, I think, 10 or maybe even 15% more seasoning per pound of meat. It was really good though. (laughs) Of course, Austin (laughs) loves it. You're a salt addict. Um, Okay. We haven't done one of these in a while, but um, there is a new processing uh, place that's a customer of ours. It's down in uh, Ada, Oklahoma. It's D&D Processing. Uh, They recently had their first kill date. So they are just getting up and getting going, but they are uh, a very good customer. Um, So if you're in Ada or anywhere in the Ada area, uh, recommend you check them out. Seems like they're doing a really good job. Um, There's also Seven Mile Cattle Processing. They have a great little Facebook that I was taking a look at, and that's in Minko, Oklahoma. So if you're in either of those areas in Oklahoma, go check those guys out. They buy their stuff from us, so you know it's good. Very cool. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, This isn't... I've said this the last three podcasts, I think. This isn't really part of Meat Matters, but it kind of is. So somebody started a Meatistics thread called Food Safety Article. And this is from Deep Woods Butcher. This is a response to that. Uh, My old boss once tested everyone's phone on his crew in a small meat production facility. Every single one tested positive for listeria. I disinfect my phone several times a week. And especially if I'm using it near food. So the question is, how many times do you disinfect your phone per week? I've never disinfected my Literally phone. Literally never. So what do you think is on these? That's a good point. Makes me want to go get one of those little UV storage cases to like disinfect oh. it with now. Well, I, it made me think of buying a Listeria testing kit. Oh, that, that'd be fun too. Okay. I'll look at that then. Don't if disinfect do, your phone. Oh, okay. Well, we should, if we do that and you, you can find one, then I am going to buy one of those UV things. And we'll do it before and after? And we'll do it before and after. Awesome. And see what happens. All right. We'll look at doing that soon. Um, all right. This is not meat related, but it just happened right before uh, the podcast. Uh, Matt Gates introduces Abolish the ATF Act after ruling against stabilizing braces. And again, my only response to that is yes. <laughs> so happy. I keep getting called or kept getting called um, by a state representative to be on like a, a conference call and press the three if you have a question. I press three. I'd be like, yeah, ask them about repealing the NFA and abolishing the ATF. I went, sat through three of these things. They never answered my question, obviously. Yeah. Most people probably won't want to address that. Too um, polarizing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, common mistakes you're making when seasoning your steak. Uh, This is from the Daily Meal. I was just going to run through a a few of them. You don't use a dry rub on your steak. I feel like most people are using a dry rub on their steak. Like, who is not doing that? Yeah. Yeah, that salt pepper. I mean, that's a rub. It'd be like you marinate your steak, and I think that's a horrible... I don't know. I guess you you can, could marinate a steak, but to me, part of a steak being a steak is having a outside seasoning yep. and crust to it that you only get with a dry rub yep uh you don't pat down your steak dry is that why see i'm interested see, i don't do that you don't no okay. i kind of like moisture on there because then like i i just cooked steaks like two days ago and i i had there was a little bit of moisture on them when i go to season it especially our walton's ultimate it's it's fairly coarse and chunky Mm -hmm. when you put it on there a little bit of moisture holds it to the steak then if you don't have anything then it just has a tendency to just 
fall off. Like so you, as soon as you flip it, it just, everything falls off. You pat your steak dry, you season it, and then you leave it out for like five minutes. More of the moisture will come up from the steak and then grab the seasoning. Okay. So, um, don't add sugar to your dry rub. This is the one that was interesting to me. You ruin the seasoning by adding high proof whiskey. So apparently eating steak and whiskey, the burn of the, of the whiskey acts as both a palate cleanser and like a taste bud deadener. Huh. So you don't taste it as well. Interesting. None of the other ones were interesting on that. So that was it. Okay. These three articles, you don't have to go to all of them, right? Here are the, the headlines from it. Recall of mushrooms from China expanded. Brazilian meat giant JBS accused of misleading investors. Two Minnesota men accused of falsely selling crops as organic. I know it's been a, a, a common reoccurring theme that I'm bringing up, but our food industry is riddled with fraud. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely riddled with it. An Italian Parmesan cheese market, man. That's what it started with. That is. That, I mean, that was the first time it came on my radar. Did you see they just arrested the head of some of one of the huge uh, mafias in huh. Italy? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's crazy. Huge news. But at this point, I don't know why anyone would trust the organic label. I don't. I know. I know well, okay. I should say this in a different way. I never really did completely um, just because I, I always had something in my head that like, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather my food be more safe with stuff on it to kill bad things. And to me, that means it's going to be more safe, even though some people would argue, well, all that other chemicals and stuff is what's food. unsafe. Well, I saw something else about organic in the last couple of weeks that there's just certain chemicals you can't put on it. There are other ones that you can, mm -hmm. and those ones they just use more of. And so it's like, mm -hmm. well, I, it could, my original understanding was like organic means like none of that other stuff. And that's not really what it is. It's just none of certain things. And then they use more of others to compensate for the lack of the ones they can't use. And so I don't, I, I don't no, I know. No, I get your that, theory. I don't know that, that organic is really beneficial because you're still dumping a lot of chemicals and things into it and on it. So why not just use the regular stuff that's... Eh, you know, I don't know. Some of that stuff I don't want around my food. So I mean, I don't buy yeah. organic stuff, but there's like some of the glyphosates and stuff like that. That stuff's super bad for you. So, yeah. All right. Kansas farmers raising concerns over possible feral hog sightings. Now, this isn't, no more, this isn't possible anymore. That was from last week. A little bit down, or in that same paragraph, it says, days after feral hogs destroy family farm in Oklahoma, they're seen in Kansas. So my response is, I'm going to start walking my dogs with my AR now. So I'm sure I'm going to get the cops called on me numerous times. Um, but I was wondering, how did we avoid this for so long? Like, they're well above us. They're having problems with them in Canada. How is it just now that Kansas is really starting to have a feral hog issue? Um, I mean, we're prime. Oklahoma has a huge problem with the ripe blow. We're nothing but farmland for the most part. I don't know. I mean, I could try to theorize. I'm not probably educated enough in the area to, like, give, like, an exact, like, reason. But just spitballing ideas. I mean, if they're, they've been moving north, they just kept moving through kansas i mean for some of it maybe some of it just has to do with uh 
the population here and people seeing them and just being more aggressive on cleaning them out, clearing them out. Um, no, I think so. Um, well, that second part, definitely not from the second article. It says the big question is what can you do? Steckline, who's the guy whose farm it was, uh, says this is where it gets frustrating. He says this year the state decided not to allow any feral hog hunting. Even if you see one on your own property, he says you can't shoot it without getting a permit. What? Uh, how stupid is that? Yeah. I'll be if honest. I see one in my if yard. I, if I, if I, yeah, if I, if I have one on my property, I'm going to take, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. I'm not going to get a permit. No. I shouldn't say that on something that's being recorded, but when you say take it out, you mean for a nice dinner, obviously. Oh yeah, yes. uh, a very nice dinner, maybe uh, with some bacon, yeah, and some loins, some and, chops. Yeah, hmm. sounds good. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's something that we in Kansas have to look forward to. The nice thing is, it won't be long until it's just open season. You can hunt them all year round. So yeah. we'll be able to do that. So thinking of pigs, sidetrack, but a good joke. This is my son's favorite joke right now. Okay. What is a pig's favorite karate move? It, it, pork chop. A pork chop. Yeah, there you go. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Good job, Leo. Um, it, this is no article because I didn't see anything on it, but did you see all the craziness going on in Brazil where they like stormed the the government buildings? Huh. Oh, so Bolsonaro's the guy who lost the last election. Totally free and fair, I'm sure. Um they stormed the like the Senate, and I think they, they got them out. They kicked them out. But with all that unrest on there, Brazil is a huge beef exporter. So mm -hmm. uh, it'd be really interesting to see what's going to happen with beef prices in the U.S. coming up soon. Yeah, I mean that's where JBS is headquartered, mm -hmm. right? Yep. All right. Raw Deal takes a hard look at the state of the American meat industry. This is from NPR. Now I listened to this interview so that nobody else has to. Um, it was god awful. I mean, it was the most slanted opinions on everything you could imagine. But the main thing she said, the the lady said who wrote the book Raw Deal, does make some sense, and is that our meat market or our meat industry is too centralized, um, and that makes it vulnerable to disruptions like we've seen over the last yeah. few years. Um, this is from the actual interview. These alternatives give a good beefy flavor. That's the interviewer saying mm. that. I mean, I, I stopped even paying attention to anything he said after that because I'm like, well, you clearly are either insane have no taste buds or are so biased that you've convinced yourself that that tastes like beef because it doesn't taste about as much like beef as possum does. Um, mm. Now the meat industry, the, the meat substitute industry is 1% of meat. Think of all the money that's been thrown into these meat replacements, right? So it's 1% of meat. She says that since the nut milk industry has gained 15% of the market share that the fake meat industry can do that too. There is 0% chance of that absolutely 0% chance of that. Now, the one thing that she also does bring up is uh, uh, fungi-based meat replacements. There, there seem to be like more people doing that. And I would argue that that does make a better product. I mean, think about the umami flavor of, uh, of certain mm -hmm. mushrooms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but even she talks about it. The amount of heat required to grow those commercially makes it like any gains you're making from not having, you know, beef or cattle basically yeah. wipes all those out. Yeah. So, but you're welcome for listening to that 15 minutes that I will never get back. <laughs> um, here, here's from the, the same thing. 
the guy interviewing it didn't realize that chickens were bred to have certain characteristics. That's how detached he is from the food like supply where his food comes in from that he didn't realize that. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Now from that in or that interview, I did hear about this, which I had never heard of before. And I don't know how creating meat from air is becoming a reality. It, absolutely fascinating. I don't know that I believe it. I think this is more of the fraud. This reminds me of, uh, what was it? Theranos, the lady who said she could run all Theranos, the lady who said she could run all the blood tests from that little box that just took a prick. Have you never heard this story? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you, there's a, numerous documentaries and podcast series on it. It's really, it's really. Oh, okay. Right. But yeah, no, um, that is amazing. So what they're That's basically weird. saying is they're, they're capturing carbon from air um, and then mixing it with, um, what was it? I knew I should have written that down. Um, Certain microbes can microbes, convert carbon dioxide into protein when mixed with water and energy. It's a lot like fermenting yogurt or cheese. Now, let's just real quick look at that meat in the background of the... Oh, it doesn't look That doesn't look like good. something I'm no. eating. Period. That, End of discussion right there. That, to be honest, that's a lot of what I've, I think I've seen with the fake meat stuff. Um is that you can you can mimic one part of actual meat, but to mimic it all is what is basically impossible. impossible. If you want to mimic how it looks, your taste is horrible or your texture sucks. Or if you get the texture, then your taste and your look are bad. You can get one or two of the three different things or four that make beef beef, mm -hmm. but you can't get them all. And that, the picture that's on that, is, maybe it tastes good, but it looks, but it looks so disgusting. unappetizing. Yep. And absolutely appearance is part of um, the eating experience, even though I tried to argue against that last Friday. I, I was <laughs> going to yes, bring yes, that up. Yes, I know. Okay. Um, scientists invented a, an entirely new way to refrigerate things. I just thought this was pretty cool and it's tangentially uh, related to meat. Um, raise the temperature on a block of ice and it'll melt. What we might not see so easily is that melting absorbs heats from its surrounding, effectively cooling it. One way to force ice to melt without needing to turn up the heat is to add a few charged particles or ions. Putting salt on roads or preventing ice forming is a common example of this action. The ionocaloric cycle also uses salt to change a fluid's phase, or phase and cool its surrounding. So maybe a really cool thing, a much less energy, energy um, uh, using way to cool fridges freezers all sorts of things so how would you i don't understand i get the concept they're talking about there but how would you like commercialize that how would you use that in a fridge i, I assume it would eventually replace the coils huh or yeah no because what what is the coil it's dealing with the expansion of gases um and acting like a heat sink mm -hmm. so i mean you just replace that with this Interesting. But, I mean, it does sound like a cool thing. Uh, USDA, USDA awards grants to small meat processors. Uh, Patrick, yeah. uh, what do you want me to hit when we're done? Space bar. Just spacebar? 
That's it. You're okay. Yep, you're good. No, we'll leave this in. This is good stuff. Letting everyone know that you abandoned your job halfway through the podcast. Uh, USDA awards grants small. USDA awards grants small meat processors in an ongoing effort to diversify the country's meat processing and create new markets for smaller livestock producers. The federal government is distributing about $3.9 million of grants and guaranteeing $5.7 million in loans uh, for more than two dozen projects in 15 states. So more of that continues to go. Yeah, we we continue to see that. We've had customers that um, have just in the recent past here been getting final approval on uh, grants and loans and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you're a commercial processor, keep your eyes open. Make sure you're paying attention to what's going on in your state or even nationally with USDA because um, it's still something that's happening and people are getting money um, for being a small processor and doing usually some sort of capital improvement to, to your meat plant. And before you submit your um, your grant, talk to somebody who's been who has gotten one approved before because it may not be what you think what you should write down might not be what you think you should write down like what would make sense to write down might not be what you should write down so talk to somebody um all right carnivore all meat diet goes viral on tiktok but is it good for you come on why like it just can what? we just can we just have an article that is like okay with eating meat for once no like, absolutely when you started not. reading that i'm like oh this is going to be an interesting one and then they have to throw in the the little jab but is eating all the meat really good for so you? here it is my response is that's it this must be the way forward i have come to the solid conclusion if the nutritional industry is pushing one thing go the other way they are Liars who are all in the pockets of these big companies. I mean, obviously not all of them, but do not trust what these people say. We're going to get to a little bit more um, on that in a bit, but it says, I can see people losing weight on a diet and maybe feeling better initially because you've taken out the things that were poisoning your body, like potato chips, soda, candy, popcorn, and processed oils, she says. Now, I found it interesting that they're turning on processed oils there. Um, seed oils are the new big, like... <laughs> big, bad, scary thing. Now, seed oils are really bad for you. I mean, they cause a ton of inflammation. Um, and especially right now with all the uh, problems people are having with heart issues, uh, inflammation is something to absolutely be avoided. All right. The effectiveness of <sighs> Pneumatophorus <laughs> japonicus meat in fortifying whole wheat flour against iron deficiency. Now, I read all or as much of that as I could. Interesting parts is basically they're taking mackerel that is basically just a byproduct, like a bycatch that they really don't do much with. Like mackerel, people will buy or catch it or buy it, but they're generally doing that to try to catch something that eats mackerel. I think maybe mackerels and cat food, um, but mackerel apparently has a higher bioavailability of iron than even beef. Really. But if we're adding it to flour, what's the chance that your flour is going to taste fishy? Got to be some, right? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Uh. I've started checking all any flour I buy. Not that I buy that much flour, but occasionally my wife's baking around the holidays. She'll send me to, because I saw a bunch of things where it's like 10% alternate protein. If you look through the ingredients, it's cricket. 
So I started checking for all that. I'm going to have to start checking for mackerel now. Interesting. But it's a might not be a terrible idea. Um, geoengineering startup mimicking volcanic eruption to cool Earth. Nothing could go wrong there. We'll be perfectly fine. Interesting. Yeah. The only thing I've ever seen that's related, and I don't know that it's really even that related, my mind somehow does, but uh, using like internal heat from the earth for like a power source if you drill down far enough yep. like insane heat yep. so if you could actually drill down far enough you could basically uh use the heat coming out to generate uh turbine spinning electricity and whatnot be like a limitless power source but you would cool the earth by mimicking a volcano eruption so is that basically all the just, ash and yeah yep. throwing stuff in the sky yeah they've been talking about like sunlight suspending um aluminum and other things in the atmosphere for years to reflect sunlight i feel like we ever do something like that and we're gonna regret it <laughs> because we'll think we'll think we're doing the right thing and then we'll realize oh crap and it'll be too late yeah that, but, i'm not convinced that they're not already doing it um new guidance recommends drugs and surgery for obese children it's flat out evil it is, that is flat out evil Pump your little kid full of drugs or give them surgery because you've not controlled their eating habits. Are you kidding me with that? Some of that, I think, goes back to kind of what you were talking before on what what are what is the nutrition market out there pushing one way or another. Uh -huh. And it's just people taking their own responsibility to eat what is appropriate and healthy. And I say this as me, I'm overweight and I'm losing yeah, a weight not, loss competition right now. Yeah. But like... You need, I mean, you need to pay attention to what you eat. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, in my, yeah, going back to like the carnivore, all meat diet, in my opinion, probably not a good thing for most people to do. Like you should still have a balanced diet. There is, there's reasons to do an all meat diet. Um, I've heard a lot about it, read about it, heard from people on what their like success stories are. Mm -hmm. And like there, there are valid reasons to do it but is it for everyone no there's probably people out there that are allergic to enough different meats that they should probably not they should probably right. avoid all meats mm -hmm. but so it just i mean it depends but everybody's different but you need to eat what's going to make your body healthy and be in the best shape for you yeah everyone nobody wants to pay attention to what they're eating they just want something easy mm -hmm. that's pleasing to eat and doesn't matter how it interacts with their body they don't tied to like, Hey, I ate that donut this morning. And all of a sudden I'm eating nonstop all day. Like that's me. I know I can't have a sugary thing first thing in the morning or I am done. Mm -hmm. Like I will eat everything around. I was at quick trip the other day and I was, I was literally like about to reach into the donut deal. And I, I've just mind clicked on and was like, you're an idiot. You're going to feel horrible all day. If you start out by eating a donut, don't do it. Go do something else. And doesn't that but, feel great when you make that decision? Yeah. And like, like, hey, I prevented myself from doing something stupid that was going to mess up my day. Mm -hmm. No. Um, egg prices have more than tripled in some states over the last year. Here's why. Um, so three times the price on eggs. They're blaming the avian flu. Um, but the last update, because we were following the avian flu really closely. The last update that I could find on the avian flu issue was from November. Um, and most of the outbreaks or outbreak information was April. Uh, that's when we were talking about a lot. Uh, now, those 
types of chickens that they use in the egg industry can start laying eggs in 18 weeks or four and a half months. So if the majority of the problems were back in March, um, we'd be out of this if that was the problem. There's something else that we're not seeing or is not being taken into account on why eggs are going through the roof. Like remember at the beginning of COVID, everyone make jokes. Oh, I bought Bitcoin. I should have bought lumber. Uh-huh. Eggs are the new lumber. There's been so many, yeah, jokes and memes going on around about that lately. I'm trying to look up um, what our past episodes were. Did you go back and look at anything there by chance? No. Back to look at like the last time we talked about avian flu. I would imagine yeah. it was. So here we April, go. Here's a good one. Mark. In October, oh. October 12th, uh, 47 million birds had been cold. And we are now January. So we're, and we're still short of that 18 weeks. There was a number over here, 58 million. So in the past November, December, January, the past three months, almost exactly, a little over three months, there's been an additional 11 million birds that have been killed. Okay, that so takes out what I was saying. That's, if you look at, so before that. It's more. Mar- it's at least started in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven months, 47. That would have been 77 seven. million, but instead it was 47. Oh, no, that, that's not a month. That's not a month. My bad. My yeah. bad. So per month, do the math. seven, one, two, three. Uh, it's tech, uh, technically the last three months have been less than it was. It's still high. Okay. Still definitely elevated, but Wonder it's, why, it's not like it all of a sudden spiked. But why are we... Don't see any stories about it anymore. Mm-mm. It's interesting. I think it's one of those things that it just... It gets in the news and they, it it... People think it's a big story and it's going to catch on. When it doesn't get enough excitement, they just move on to the next thing. But instead of the flu being as much out there, we see stuff about egg prices just because that is a bigger deal to consumers. Consumers don't really care if there's a bird flu going around if it doesn't affect their wallet. Right. But when eggs are going up through the roof and you're paying twice as much for them, then people are like, oh, I care. They don't really care why. They just care that it is affecting their wallet. It's also interesting because when I'm reading those avian flu stories, I'm just naturally assuming they're broiler chickens for some reason, not considering that they might be Mm -hmm. egg laying chickens. Um, And then there are two other stories. Please don't get a chicken. New Zealand egg shortage sparks scramble for poultry. They're trying to stop people from buying chickens. Um, Then uh, France has an egg shortage of 8.3%. So they're... Production has dropped 8.3%. They don't have a three times charge in or increase in price. So how yeah. how bad is our poultry flock, right? It's got to be apocalyptic. I don't know. It's something else has to be going on unless it's just, I don't know freak supply and demand thing and temporary but i don't think it's going to be very temporary nothing's temporary with prices once they go up they stay i at least haven't seen i don't know if you've noticed I, and i i say this and i don't do our normal everyday grocery they're shopping. ridiculous i know the price is high but i feel like earlier 
in time, it was harder to find eggs. That's fair. But now it's not as hard to find them. It's just you're paying more That's for That's fair. Them. Yep. Yeah. So For a while there during uh, COVID, I was getting worried about eggs because there'd be such a limited supply when I go to this grocery store. But yeah, no, I don't see that issue anymore. Um, all right. We've got two last stories. How much we want to... Well, no, let's skip to the bottom one. Um, it says, government-funded food pyramid says, Lucky Charms are healthier than steak. <laughs> so... I don't know if you saw all of this, um, but that list is criminal. Um, there's some pushback on whether or not this is, it's definitely real. So it all comes from Tufts University. Um, and some people are saying that Tufts University uh, abandoned this a couple of years ago. And for some reason, somebody published it now. I don't know if that's true. I can't get to the Wayback Machine to see when... Uh, the first instance of this, they don't call the food compass is what Tufts University calls it, it is from. Um, but it does say, as you can see, Lucky Charms receives a 60 while ground beef is a 26. Beef steak ranked a little higher at 30 on the chart, which means both beef items received half the score of Lucky Charms. If we turn our attention to the green section, we see that chocolate covered almonds received as 78 and should be encouraged in someone's diet. Chocolate-covered nuts should be encouraged, while beef and the majority of commonly consumed meat should be minimized. It's That's candy. Chocolate-covered almonds is a candy. Mm -hmm. How are you... Like, Tufts University is a good university. That is a very expensive university filled with really smart people who apparently... Oh, they must get... I bet you they get a bunch of funding from sugar industry. Possibly. Yeah. That's got to be it. That's the only thing that makes sense there. Because eggs, Lucky Charms is also higher than eggs. Eggs were to be avoided, while Lucky Charms should be encouraged. Or, or actually, Lucky Charms might be in the yellow there. So it might be like in moderation or something like that. Frosted mini wheat, sir. Oh, 80, my. 87. How is that possible? That's a sugar cereal. Mm hmm. Yeah, Lucky Charms was a 60. Whole wheat bread was a 60. So would you rather eat whole wheat bread or Lucky Charms? Oh, Lucky Charms. Okay, okay. For health reasons. Whole wheat bread. Whole wheat bread. Whole wheat bread. Yeah. Um, so uh, just again, take nothing that these people say seriously. They're either lying to you for some nefarious reason or they're irrevocably stupid. Yeah. If, 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 you're, un, if you're unsure, just use some common sense. I think most times things like this, if you just... If you sit down and think about it, like, what should I eat? You can probably talk yourself into, if maybe not always the right answer, probably a good enough uh -huh. answer. You may not know exactly what is food A or B better for me. Yeah. But here's the you problem with get that. Close enough. With packaging and things like that, they're so good at manipulating somebody into thinking, hey, this is healthy. So you really do have to look at the ingredient labels if you're going to buy pre-made food. Other than that, cook from scratch at home. Learn how to do it. It's I was going to say it's not that hard, but it's not that hard to master like a few recipes. And once you get some of the basics down, like sauteing, I, my dad taught me how to saute when I was very young. So that's like a good base. I can start with that and you know use that in a ton of things. All right, and then the last story, and I I posted this on Meatgistics. Um, and it kind of skirted the line of politics, but it is gas stove ban on the table for federal agency. 
Um, apparently, this started in California and New York, and so there was some discussion on logistics on whether or not it was really federal. But the recommendation or the talk of it was that it was federal. They're doing what they call floating a balloon. So they put something like this out there and see what kind of kickback it gets mm -hmm. and then decide whether or not to move forward with it. They've said that they're, you know, this was never a serious consideration, but I don't know why this made me as mad as it did. And it made me like furious. Like I was up in arms about it. My note, in fact, is good luck entering my house to remove my property. That's not going to go well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they would expect to remove gas stoves from two ways one they just mandate that all stoves made from this point forward are electric only so they outlaw oh, yeah you could phase them out and then they go to the utility companies and monitor how much gas a home is using what are they going to do cut off gas heating because that'd be a poor That's, idea because electric is nowhere near as efficient as gas is they have nothing but poor ideas this is the U.S. government. They don't have good, reasonable ideas anymore. No. They're just trying to act like to totalitarian despots. Yeah. I'm feeling it would, I mean, it, to me, it's not really a political issue because there's, there's, there, I, oh. I feel like pe people like are, are very attached to like, I like electric stoves. I like a gas stove yep. and it has nothing to do with politics. And, and you take, you tell someone you're going to take away their gas stove. There's a lot of people that are like hardcore addicted to that. And it's like, no, I, I only cook on gas. They will not cook on electric and it makes a whole world of a difference to them. Personally, I don't cook enough to really, yeah, I would, I like the idea of gas more. I like that, but yeah. I don't, I don't cook enough to really, yeah. Right, because if the electric goes out, you can still use your gas stove, mm -hmm. but good luck, you know, what are you going to do with a electric stove? Also, have you ever seen an electric stove in a restaurant or commercial kitchen? No, they all use gas stoves. So you've just, <clears throat> what, destroyed the entire restaurant industry? Yeah, kind of true. I mean, when you think um, in like the meat processing world, a lot of, I mean, ovens, technically they're ovens, smokehouses, uh -huh. a lot of smokehouses, ovens, they, <clears throat> they are electric. Um, the ones we sell, they're electric yep. with a wood pellet generator for smoke. Yep. So it's one of those things that you, I mean, you can, you can still use electric for it. Um, I think the big part in the commercial smokehouse world is the wood pellet smoke generator that's the big thing you get your flavor from the smoke not necessarily from the gas and the cook process there as much as it is the smoke yeah but okay but you're thinking of just like bacon hams whatever that they cook in those massive smokehouses mm -hmm. i'm talking about going to your local restaurant they're cooking True. on flame yeah they're not cooking on uh electric or glass top so. it, would they would they potentially outlaw cooking just over an open flame in general because what kind of pollute in my mind what kind of pollutants would that put out versus the quote-unquote pollutants coming out of burning propane or natural gas there's a lot a lot of yeah there's tons of things of there, there I, are there are a lot of restaurants that will cook in like uh cook over like a real fire mm -hmm. or have a pizza oven that is like coal fired coal fired yep. wood fired something like that 
It'd be interesting. Tell people they have to use only electric pizza ovens. From there would be some people at home who would then just burn more wood and stuff to cook over it, even though it's a harder uh, thing to actually do. And I am that person. I will convert my little outside um, fire thing into a fully working kitchen. If if you outlaw gas stoves, do you outlaw gas grills? Need it. Was I never saw anything natural that related the two. I don't know either or. I mean, natural yeah, I didn't see thing, anything that talked about those at or all. Would those be okay because they're outside? One of the things Process had brought up is um, in a lot of new homes they are putting in like much bigger and uh, more powerful venting systems over it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's him or someone else brought up the fact that like having your microwave over your stove and having a vent on the bottom of that is basically useless. Mm-hmm. Like. So we've got a big hood over ours. So, but I, I have turned it on more recently. Like, so this messaging is effective even to somebody like such as myself who likes to think like I'm aware of what they're trying to doing or try to do. I, I've been turning my hood on. So, all right. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. (laughs) That's the problem though. Now, you know, which knife do I carry? You have, you have four pockets. Fair point. But I like to carry my knife on my off gun side. Do you carry it in your pocket pocket or like the little coin pocket? In your I use this little thing and oh, just okay. sink it into my main pocket. Thanks for checking out the Meat Gistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.